You're listening to The Social Hub Podcast. This is episode number 37. You're listening to The Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital, and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker, and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Hey there, amazing business owner, and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I am your host, Stacey, social media strategist and sales coach at The Social Hub, podcaster and online course creator. I help female entrepreneurs create standout social media strategies, leverage their personal brand, and grow their businesses with digital products. And one of the things that I am really passionate about helping you do is get seen so that more people can find you, get to know your brand, and so that you can have that passion-filled and profitable business that you deserve. So you decide that you want to get seen or featured somewhere. Maybe it's a podcast, an article in a digital magazine, an interview, or something else entirely different so that you can get your brand, your mission, and yourself out there. You know you need to. You understand how important it is, but the thought of selling yourself and dare I say the P word, pitching, just has you confused and a little bit nervous. So today's episode will be focused around the pitch process and we're going to cover it all with an amazing guest. We're going to be talking about the strategy, the research, the actual pitch and the follow-up involved so that you can get the most out of the pitches that you're putting forward. And to do this and chat about this today, I welcome not only an amazing guest, but an experienced marketer, Claire Bolton, who is the Tourism Marketing and Promotions Director at ACMN Marketing and Advertising, the leading marketing agency in Australia and New Zealand. With over 17 years of marketing, promotions and tourism experience, Claire's experience includes brands and agency management, partnership and retail marketing for market leader Virgin Australia. Not only that, Claire has worked with some incredible brands in her time, such as Maya, Napoleon Purtis, and The Coffee Club. And ACMN is working on some incredible events coming soon to you, such as Channing Tatum's Magic Mike Live, Come From Away, and Dolly Parton's 9 to 5 musical. So today you are quite literally learning from the best in the biz, and we have some absolute gold for you on the pitch process. You will want to make sure that you have your favourite cuppa piping hot or a lovely chill glass of vino with you to listen to this. Before I hand over to the podcast, I just want to let you know that if you're new around here, welcome. And if you're loving what you're hearing, then please hit subscribe so that more episodes like this will drop in your favorite podcast app each and every week. And if you leave a review, be sure to pop your Instagram handle in the review or screenshot it and send it to me over on Instagram at at the double underscore social double underscore hub as I give shout outs to all of my reviews on my solo episodes. If you want to connect more with my guest Claire and see more of ACMN's events, then you can find all of this over on the show notes for today's episode at all the W's, the socialhubau.com 
forward slash 37. So now let's get stuck into this juicy episode. Right. Welcome, Claire, to today's episode of the podcast. I'm super excited to have you on and to share your expert knowledge on the topic of pitching. I know that a lot of business owners out there get really, um, you know, nervous about pitching. Um, and a lot of that sometimes comes from the fact that they, you know, maybe they've pitched but haven't followed any strategy behind it before or they just really know that they need to level up so they can start getting results out of, you know, whatever it is that they're pitching for PR, even to be on a podcast episode, like there's so many different things that you can pitch for these days, collaborations. Um, So it's really cool to deep dive into this topic. So can you just share firstly, Claire, about yourself, um, about ACMN marketing and advertising and your role there? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for this opportunity. Uh, ACMM Marketing and Advertising is the largest and longest-running entertainment marketing agency across Australia and New Zealand. So our clients are predominantly global musical theatre brands such as The Book of Mormon, Wicked, Jersey Boys. But we also have exhibitions, plays, concerts and festivals. Um, As an agency, our skill sets are quite transferable, though, to any industry and any product uh, as we offer media strategy and buying, digital, creative, and, of course, my remit. So my role is the Tourism Marketing and Promotions Director. I am responsible for essentially the development, negotiation, and implementation of the Tourism and Brand Partnership Strategy for every event. This is um, quite an intense role (laughs) Um, and typically involves a negotiation of sometimes up to million-dollar value partnerships with like-minded brands to deliver collaborations. Some of the brands that I've collaborated with have included, you know, Napoleon Purtis, Westfield, Mini, Mac, Big W. The list goes on really. Yeah, cool. And, um, you know, I've, I've kind of, I was looking through, you know, like all the list of musicals and stuff that you guys have been involved with and pretty much like was fangirling over a lot of them because <laughs> the musicals, I grew up on musicals. My grandmother uh, was an avid lover of the, like the fifties and like the even oh, old, old school musicals. I think like Wicked is still on my bucket list. Like I haven't even seen it yet. So <gasps> No. I, just, I know That's it's just it. an absolute dis- life disaster that I have not seen <laughs> Wicked yet. But even, um, yeah, like you've got the Dolly Parton's 9 to 5 musical as well and I'm like, oh, my God, one of my friends is in love with Dolly Parton. So I'm like, this could even be a gift or purchase on the way here to take her to that. So, yeah, re- absolutely love seeing the stuff that you guys are involved with. But, I, you know, I can imagine after... 17 years in marketing, including, you know, time at Virgin Australia, that you would have given and received quite a few pitches in that time. So can you kind of start by sharing, is there any really that kind of stood out for you, whether that be good or bad reasons that they stood out to you? And tell us a little bit more about that. Definitely. I can happily say I've never received a bad pitch and hopefully I've never given one, but you might have to ask um, our clients on that. (laughs) Uh, But the scale has definitely varied. So at Virgin, I used to receive the pitches all the time from agencies to events and everything in between. At ACMN, we are the ones mainly giving the pitches, so to potential clients um, and, of course, brands. The 
biggest pitch I've ever given in my career was probably to Maya. And this pitch was little old me uh, pitching to a room of about 10 to 15 top Maya execs. So it was a little bit nerve-wracking, um, along with our sponsor on the musical, which was Voodoo Hosiery. There were many discussions that took place in the lead-up to that pitch, um, but it was still not a done deal until we were in that room. Essentially, we pitched for the retail giant to partner with Voodoo and Chicago, the musical, on a major partnership, and it ended up being groundbreaking for all parties. Yeah, cool. And, you know, I guess, you know, that like obviously the end result is you're wanting to secure that collaboration or secure that PR or secure that thing that you're um, ultimately is, is the end goal. And there's, you know, there's a process to that. Like that doesn't just happen by chance and particularly like a massive pitch like that. There would have been a lot of um, groundwork that went into into putting that together. So let's chat about the actual process that you go through. As you said, you've collaborated with some really incredible brands. So from like Maya to Napoleon Purtis, the coffee club, that's just a few. So can you kind of talk us through how you pull together, typically pull together the strategy on your events and collaborations? Yeah, definitely. It's a good question. Um, this is really a critical step and needs to be cemented before you can really determine who you're going to pitch to. So the first step is really identifying your key audiences or demographic. Who's your brand or business targeting? You know, is it the typical attributes of age, income, location, or is it more of a mindset? Um, secondly, what's your business or your product offering? What sets you apart? So basically, your USPs, you know, your unique selling proposition. So for our events, it may be that it's an Australian premiere or an incredible cast or the music. And thirdly, it's really the brainstorming stage. So who do you want to approach, whether it's a brand, an influencer, a media outlet, um, to complement your audience and provide that synergy and can extend your message. So, for example, when we collaborated with the Coffee Club on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory musical, we worked together on many, many layers, but one was a co-branded in-store menu that offered delicious desserts themed around the show, like Candyman ice cream and Pure Imagination yeah, cool. cake. So it wasn't just straight advertising. It was a real collaboration. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And that's, you know, and that, that like those parts of a collaboration are so subtle, but mm-hmm. they're big though. Like, you, you know, you can imagine mums go to the coffee club, they take their kids, they see these Charlie and the Chocolate Factory themed um, desserts and what's the next thing they're going to purchase besides their, you know, caramel latte is the, you know, what was one of those lovely desserts you said? Um, The Pure Imagination pancakes. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, my kids would (laughs) hands down been asking me for that for sure. And I think, like, from those steps that you mentioned, I think research is definitely a real critical step in the process to, you know, being able to identify who it is that you're wanting to pitch to and work with and, um, you know, looking at your, your your client base and how you can, you know, leverage off that and align them as well. So can you hmm. just tell us a little bit more about that research step and kind of expand on that about if someone out there is looking to pitch to somebody, um, what's the things that they need to consider when doing their research? My biggest tip 
whether you're pitching through a media outlet, you know, for a PR story or a brand or even a potential investor is know who you're talking to. So research, research, and then research some more. You really can't have enough information. So I usually start with the company research, you know, who they are and what their brand values are, their positioning, review news articles, look at their competitors. Then I research who you're actually pitching to. Um, a lot of the time I use LinkedIn. LinkedIn is such an invaluable tool to find who the head of marketing is at Nestle or um, who a potential investor could be. Also check out the business website and social and, of course, my best friend Google. <laughs> um, you may feel like a bit of a stalker at times, but it's important that the narrative that you're going to tell makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I mean, for a lot of my listeners, they're probably living a lot on the platforms like Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. And, you know, it's important to, you know, you can tell, you can find a lot out about someone by checking out their social media profile, <laughs> particularly if it's a business, right? Like if you're looking to get on a podcast or, you know, collaborate with another business, you can tell a lot about them from their, their social profiles and not just like what their business does, but what are their values what, you know, all those things that will need to align as well so that you can put together, you know, a really good collaboration. Absolutely. The next thing as well is obviously the big event. So the actual pitch itself. So, you know, we've gone through, um, you know, some examples of, you know, pitches that you've experienced or put forward yourself. Um, The kind of strategy typically um, on, you know, when you're looking to pitch the research, which is a really important thing, but let's, let's spend some time talking about the actual pitch. So what's the process for pitching? What do you believe is the best process for pitching? The actual pitch depends on, again, who you are talking to. So whether it's a prospective client, a journal, a head of marketing, but these are sort of the seven tips that I would recommend that could apply to that process. The first is pitch only ideas that are relevant to both your brands and benefit both of you. So it really needs to be a collaboration. If you go into it with a single mindset, it's not going to deliver. The second thing is preparation. So, you know, rehearse your talking notes, prepare the presentation, fact check, spell check. The more you put into the prep, the better the pitch will be. The third one is Ensure who you are pitching to is engaged. So, you know, in our case, we'll pitch as a team a lot of the time to potential clients. So we mix up the presenters and inject some flavour and humour if it's suitable. Uh, If you're pitching to a potential client, get them talking about their business. A lot of the time just listening and getting them talking, it, it makes you to be or it forces you to be nimble and think on your feet of how you can work together. The fourth one is really just basic professional courtesy, which is underestimated sometimes. So just be professional, listen, be confident. Uh, and most of all, attention to detail. The amount of times I received pictures at Virgin and it was full of grammatical errors <laughs> or yeah, they missed yeah. their names. <laughs> yeah. Um, or they don't five. research your name. Like exactly. sometimes, sometimes I'll get a pitch come through on Instagram about like the podcast or collaborating and I'm like, it's pretty easy to see what my name is. Can you like spend two seconds, go to someone's profile, check out, use their name. That's a big one. Exactly. Yeah. Um, number five is depending on the length of time you have for a pitch. So, for example, if you're a small business and you're trying to pitch to a journal, they'll probably give you a minute if that. 
Yeah. So in this case, think of an elevator ride. You only have a few floors to really get to the point and get to the point quickly. Number six is everyone wants to know they're going to partner with someone who knows what they're doing. If you're going for surgery, you're going to want to have the best surgeon who's done it multiple times before. Yeah. So reference your successes and examples. Don't be afraid to sell yourself, but it's also a fine line of being humble as well. Yeah. Uh, and lastly is the wow factor. So bring a little flair to what you do. Um, at Virgin, and it was Virgin Blue when I first started, they would actually only hire staff who had what they called the Virgin Flair. Uh, you know, it's it's just that personality trait, I guess. Um, yeah, and I had a friend that worked for Virgin and she's, I remember her saying that, like they call it the Virgin Flair. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so true. And in the early days, you saw that characteristic in everyone, no matter what role they were in. And whether it's your personality, it might be bringing gifts to the pitch or theming the room. It's just about standing out a little. Yeah. I think, like, for, for me, the thing that stands out there is that it's got to be mutually beneficial. Like, if you're going in with, I want to be featured on or I want the, if you're leading with yourself, then you really need to reframe that entire conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, it, and I, I mean, in my old days of um, corporate, we used to call, we used to have this terminology called the hamburger effect, where it was <laughs> like you started with the nice juicy bun and then there oh. was the insides and then it ended with the little juicy bun on the bottom. And yeah. we used to use it in terms of feedback because I was a, co- a coach, right? So it'd be like, if you had feedback to give, it was like, you did this well, this needs some work but, you, you know, you did this also well also. So it started and ended with something good. And it's a bit like pitching, like you start with them. Hey, this is what I like about, blah. you know, you kind of, you know, particularly I know I see it a lot with podcast pitches is if they don't know what my podcast does and I've been pitched before by people who actually do exactly the same thing as me and I'm like that's not actually a mutually beneficial no you know, interview for me to do like come in at least come in if you want to be interviewed with um a topic that is relevant but isn't indirect competition yeah. or, and also to do some research like say you've listened to a few episodes like I want to know that you've listened to the podcast and you like it and that's why you want to be featured on it um then you know you you do your little thing this is what I want to talk about and you kind of sell yourself and then you end with something really nice again at the bottom really looking forward to hearing from you, blah, 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 whatever it is that you say. So it's a similar kind of thing. Like you've got to think mm-hmm. about how you're going to sweeten sweeten them up at the beginning and the end, you know, and put all that really nice meaty stuff in. Now I've got a couple of questions about pitching is, mm-hmm. and because a lot of my audience are small business owners and, um, you know, it will do a lot of chatter over socials particularly. Yep. So what's your thoughts on the DM pitch? Do you think it should be an email or do you, what, what are your thoughts on that? I think if you're approaching a business by Instagram or the likes, send them a DM, but keep it very short and sweet. So don't get into a lengthy essay on it because it's not the right platform. Just simply ask for their contact details and converse that way. So then I would normally follow up with an email and detail, as I said, you know, keep it short, keep it sweet, keep it simple, straight to the point, make sure it's accurate and give them a little taste of yeah. the idea that you're thinking. A lot of the time then I'll st- schedule a, um, a conference call, but now everyone's doing Zoom calls. Yeah. <laughs> um, Zoom's like taking to, over the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
um, to discuss the the idea or the concepts, you know, in person or via video because people are time poor so they don't have the ability to, you know, meet in person or spend hours in a pitch. So just a nice little phone call or a Zoom call to run through the idea and then a follow-up email is perfect. Yeah, yeah, cool. And I, I, I 100% agree. Like I will, I will even send DMs as a pitch for guests on the podcast but mm. it's, it's very like five lines like hey yeah. I love your work I'm thinking we could be a good fit here on this topic um, what are your thoughts about being a featured on the podcast um, if you're interested let me know and if they come back with a yes I go awesome what's your email and then I send the full info sheet to them yes. with all the details on it um, I think there's definitely a place for the pit for the dm pitch but um, not the whole process yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. And obviously if you're looking to pitch a, as a small business owner, a, some like a larger company, like say some press or something, you're mm-hmm. going to need to do some research on who you need to contact and um, email would be much better in that scenario. Definitely. And I've heard over the years, many times from journos, you know, they don't have time and they're not really interested, but because mainly because they get pitched to them a thousand times a day. So that's what I mean. Get straight to the point in an email, especially with a journo of what it is and why it would be of interest to their listeners or their readers. So get straight to the topic. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. So then Okay, so you've you've done all your your strategy, you've you know done your research, you've put your pitch out there. So obviously, it's not in the best course of action then to just kind of leave the pitch hang, hanging out there on the internet to see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there it is. I'll just wait to see what you say. And look, I mean, sometimes you don't get a reply, and I guess that's just life as well. Um, that sometimes you don't get a reply, but. Um, let's talk about follow-up because yeah. I always say the fortunes in the follow-up and obviously that's usually referring yeah. to sales strategy. But as far as pitching goes, um, what's what's in that layer for you as far as follow-up? Uh, the first thing is never underestimate a basic thank you. It's such a simple act but can be so greatly overlooked. So just a simple thank you, hope to work together email, assuming you've done the pitch, or if they haven't responded, just send them a nice courtesy email a couple of days later, just making sure they received it. Uh, it's such a simple thing but it can go a long way. And even if they end up declining the pitch, which it's not necessarily a no forever, it's just a no for now, Um even if they end up declining the pitch, it's not necessarily a no forever. It's just a no for now. So back to my Myra example earlier, I'd actually pitched to them previously on a production that I thought was an absolute slam dunk and they declined, which I hated because I hate rejection. But we got, the, <laughs> we got them in the end, so don't give up. Um, and it could also be a nice little surprise gift with a marketing spin on it. So for one brand, I sent them a cake the day after the meeting with a little note saying working with us will be a key piece of cake. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, so it's just yeah. setting yourself um, uh, to stand out from the pack, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, the little little extra touches that you yeah. have to go to, to to kind of put yourself you know out there than just a a bland email that never gets followed up, I guess. And you know, I think one of the the key things you know you said was uh, there's two key things there that I I love is that 
you know, you can't always know what's going on in someone else's routine or their life or their job or their business. And follow-up is often just a really good reminder Mm. to them to go, I don't know how many times I've gone, oh, yes, thank you so much for following up with me because I just got busy with everything else. And if you're feeling like that, everyone else is feeling like that too. So sometimes people think that a follow-up is that you're annoying people and it's not about that. It's about, you know, obviously, you know, seeing if it is going to go further than the initial pitch Um, and just, you know, hey, I reached out, would love to love to work with you and it's a little bit of a reminder for them to go oh yeah you know they might have been sitting there going that person would be really cool but then stuff happened you know so yeah yeah, it's it's that's definitely a big part of it and um then the other part you said was that it's not always a no forever it might just be Mm. a no for now and that just because they've said no for this pitch for whatever it is that you've pitched them for doesn't mean to say you can't go back and pitch something else again another time that may be more mutually beneficial for them because again you don't know you don't know their thought process and what you think like you said might be a slam dunk to you isn't necessarily a slam dunk to them so you know another pitch another day another opportunity might be that slam dunk on their end so or even revisiting the same thing sometimes can get a different outcome at another time so I, I love that that whole thing of it's not a no forever, it's just a no for now and not to get disheartened by that. Yeah, it's just life. business, not yeah. personal. No, um, not at all. And a lot of the time they are genuinely interested in working with you but it's just not the right timing or they've got focus elsewhere for the business. Yeah. So it pays to just keep in touch and keep that communication flow going between the parties and then when the time's right, it'll happen. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. So thank you. So like, it's been so awesome having you on today to really deep dive into pitching. Um, I think it's important to spend time really digging into that specific part of the process. I mean, like there's obviously a lot more um, that you can talk about when it comes to, you know, PR and, and all that sort of stuff as well. But the pitching process itself, it can be make or break if you don't have a good pitch. So really getting granular on the, you know, the topic of pitching and getting a process in there. Like I think those seven steps that you gave were amazing. So anyone out there listening, if you can, you know, if you didn't have a pen and paper, rewind, (laughs) rewind the podcast, go grab one and then write those seven steps down because they're absolutely worthwhile having there next time you go to do a pitch for something um, so that you can tick off all those boxes. So Thanks so much, Claire. It's been great having you today. You've given some great insight. So thank you so much. And um, I know ACMN is working on some incredible events that are touring Australia soon, including Channing Tatum's Magic Mike Live, Come From Away and Dolly Parton's 9 to 5 musical, which, as I said, I'm totally fangirling over, to name a few. So if our listeners are keen to get in touch or engage ACMN services or collaborate on one of your events, how can they connect with you? I would love to hear from any of your listeners, Stacey. If they would like to engage our services, they can contact us via our website at acmn.com.au or if they want to connect with me professionally on any collaborations, et cetera, they can find me on LinkedIn, of course. (laughs) Yay, good old LinkedIn. 
Cool. And the links to be able to connect with Claire will be on the show notes for today's episode as well. So thanks again, Claire. It's been great having you here on the podcast and um, yeah, we'll stay in touch and hear from you soon. Thank you so much again. I appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy.